Are you looking for a great sci-fi read? If so, be sure and grab The Return by best-selling author Gabriella Balcom. Readers are calling it a thrilling ride that's fascinating and amazing. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground, and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay as they are. It's 2030, and scientists have made numerous scientific advances. They use cutting-edge technology with their feline service units and human replicas, HRs as they're commonly known. However, most of the research being conducted in the facility is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd be clamoring for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. More and more of the HRs are dying and they long for freedom. One of the top scientists isn't happy with the situation either. Tensions are mounting, and things are not as they appear. Other reader comments about The Return include, This is a thrilling ride. I hope there's a sequel. Man, it got me hooked. Best plot twist I've read in a book. You'll love this book. It had me on the edge of my seat. For more of Gabriella's works, check her out on Amazon.com in both paperback and Kindle form. Vampire. Werewolf. Jinn. Phoenix. Shapeshifter. And Witch. They all came from somewhere. Six humans started the ritual. Six supernaturals walked away. But they left behind the one person who could destroy them all. Reese. Now she seeks vengeance on those who stole their power from her body. She seeks her children. For they will pay the ultimate penance. Available at MythMart.com, Amazon, Goodreads, and Barnes and & Noble. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. G'day from SA. This is Tim here with episode 234 of the World of Mythbits. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the relationships episode. Uh, and uh, I don't mean to uh, to be a relationships of uh, of that kind expert, uh, delving into um, people's love lives or revealing anything about my own love life. Um, that's not what this is all about. Uh, this episode, I want to focus on the relationships that. Uh, writers can develop with readers, with publishers, with um, yeah, the that that sort of uh, and the, the importance of of life relationships, I guess, uh, and how I'm sort of noticing things in my own personal life, uh, but I certainly don't want to uh, to 
um, delve down or wander down any uh, any potential rabbit holes and uh, and get myself into trouble. That uh, that is certainly not what I'm planning to do with this episode. Uh, before we delve into today's topic, uh, this week's topic, uh, just wanted to quickly mention some stuff from housekeeping. Uh, of course, we had the wonderful CEO David K Montoya. Uh, on the uh, the previous episode, um, and there wasn't much to mention with housekeeping. I was hoping to get it straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, not not much to say. Um, keeping his cards very close to his chest, but a, a few announcements, which uh, which was kind of cool to uh, to hear it straight uh, straight from the source. But this week we've uh, we've just been asked. So Dave just asked me. To please mention Penance, the uh, the wonderful new book that has come out from uh, Stephanie J. Barty, the uh, the wonderful Looper, our uh, chief editor. I think I think you're still chief editor, aren't you, Looper? Um, I'm uh, I'm sort of losing track with uh, with what's happening with the Dark Myth publishing team, uh, but I know for a fact that uh, that both. Uh, both Dave and Looper are a, uh, a very solid team in, uh, in their own right, um, be it within the business or outside of the business. Uh, so, yes, just mentioning uh, MythMart.com. Go straight there. You can find uh, wonderful, wonderful books, uh, T-shirts, uh, some great resources, but especially the new one from uh, from Steph being penance, and I'm thrilled to announce as well that uh, that my um, new book, my fantasy parody, uh, Myrtle Norton's uh, Myrtle Norton's Guide to uh, to Taking Over the World, or whatever what have I called it? Hang on, um, I uh, I was lucky enough that um, that. Uh, Mr. David K. Montoya has actually shared with me a um, a quick sneak peek of the cover, and I'm thrilled. Uh, just going through uh, through final edits now, uh, and we are well on track for uh, the August 9th launch date for Myrtle Norton's Guide to World Domination, an autobiography, uh, an autobiography. Uh, 99.7 yep the it's it in a in a pre, the the general premise of this one uh middle norton's guide to world domination uh is a uh, a fantasy parody uh, and uh due to the length it's uh it's a uh, classed as a novella so hopefully your um you're keen for that one, just as keen as I am for it to be released upon the world. Uh, hopefully, uh, you as readers and as writers are uh, are keen to discover what madness, what uh, what insanity um, I have managed to uh, to get onto the page and convince Dark Myth Publishing to uh, to turn into a book for me. Um. So yes, that's uh, in a nutshell. That's basically um, what's going on housekeeping. Oh, of course, open contract challenge as well is uh, is putting along the uh, the fifth year of that. Uh, still 
uh, Dave still keeping those cards very close to his chest for third place. Unfortunately, I can't, cannot officially announce. In fact, I cannot unofficially announce either because I have been kept completely in the dark, just as you all have as well. Uh, still a bit of a mystery as to who that third place. Um, the I reckon it's a voucher is the um, or like a cash prize is the third place. Uh, and James and I think is it Nina are still fighting it out for our first place and second place. So let me just do, 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 go back through a bit of history. Do, 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 do. I'm pretty sure that it is James and Nina. Uh, just finishing off their manuscripts, I reckon, and sending them through. Uh, and good luck to the both of you. Uh, may the... Oh, no, sorry. No, Nina. <laughs> so the finalists for uh, Open Contract Challenge, of course, are Adele Evershed. I apologise, Adele. Uh, in my madness, I've come up with the weird and wonderful name of Nina. Um, and, of course, James Rumple. So uh, fighting it out, uh, submitting the manuscripts in an entirety... Uh, and that is um, a uh, a wonderful achievement in itself, being able to produce that complete story within the time frame allocated for the Open Contract Challenge. So congratulations to the both of you for uh, making it all the way and may the best manuscript win. So now, while I mumble and stumble uh, and uh, sort of blindly grope about, I suppose, uh, let's focus on today, uh, today and this week's theme of relationships. And on the personal level, uh, I'm finding that uh, I'm really struggling with the workplace relationships. Um, there, there have been a few things that have happened at my work where I've been a direct part of, I mean, the, I've sort of seen the overview of some of it and, uh, I probably haven't handled it in my role as, uh, as well as I probably should. Um, but it's great that I'm getting support from, um, from above me and, uh, and that they're, they're more aware of issues, problems that uh, that I'm having and that my team are having, uh, but unfortunately, regrettably, there has been an incident where I have been directly involved, where unfortunately, I have broken the trust of one of my staff members, and it cuts me up inside, um, feeling incredibly guilty, and I now need to, I understand, I now need to make that extra effort to try and regain the trust of not only that person who I've betrayed, but also my team as a whole, because the um, it's the pond ripple effects. When you've done something to somebody, the 
consideration or the expectation is that it will happen to everybody else. And if you, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's challenging. And unfortunately I've found that it's probably come home to my home relationships in a way as well. I'm incredibly lucky. The relationship that I've got with my wife, um, I can debrief, but I can also keep the confident, like the information that I've been confidentially given, confidential that I don't, yeah, I don't need to reveal everything to get my point across and it's unfortunate that I've found on a few occasions in the workplace that I don't have that same relationship with the people that I work with with all the people that I work with that uh, that some people receive the, the brief outline of the brief information that I can give them uh, and accept that and others just dig and dig and it's just unfortunate that um, what's happened has happened. Um, so that's me. That's that's where I'm at, and uh, and I have the uh, the. I'm not looking forward to having to re-establish those relationships, but I know that that's something that I have to do. Uh, and as difficult as it is, uh, and as long as it's going to take, and I certainly realise that it's not something that's going to be immediately fixed. Uh, I know that it's something that I will have to work hard on for um, as long as it takes. And yeah, that that is what it is. And uh, I'm hoping that I've learned and everybody who has been directly involved in this incident have learnt our lessons of what we can and cannot do and what we should and shouldn't do. Um and hopefully eventually we'll get to the point where we can put this behind us, but I don't know when that'll be or how long that'll be. Um, and then also on a personal level, but sidestepping away from me talking about me directly, um, our daughter has actually made the big decision to change schools. We've just gone back after uh, a period of um, school holidays and we're now, we were hoping that it would be a fresh start, new school, um, or back to a, a previous school, um, old haunts, and uh, hopefully picking up re-establishing friendships, um, and that our daughter would uh, fit nicely into the niche. But the reason why we moved schools in the first place is starting to rear up already and unfortunately we don't have the opportunity to turn around and go back and just go you know what we thought that that would work we've given it two days or four days or a week or whatever it is and it hasn't worked so um unfortunately we're um oh so e easy enough so we'll we'll just pull the plug on that as a, uh, a failed experiment, and we will um, revert back to uh, to the plan B that we had in place originally. That won't work, that can't work. Uh, we've already discovered 
that um, school A, our daughter at least can be herself, whereas we're finding, we're feeling that school B um, wants our daughter to conform into, uh, into something else which we don't want to happen. We want to encourage all of our kids to be themselves, um, that we love them exactly how they are, uh, who they are, um, and who cares about the rest of the world and who cares about uh, certain pockets of, uh, of this world that we live in. Not everybody's going to get along, not everybody's going to see eye to eye, but unfortunately, um, school A is the school that we pretty much feel that we have to stick with. Our daughter now has to find a way to establish new friendships and new relationships within that school. Uh, and I don't know how to help her. So that's something else that's weighing on my mind as well. Uh, and of course, my, um, my daughter, our, our middle child, has recently turned sweet 16. Uh, amongst all the, uh, the chaos and upheaval that's, uh, that's sort of affecting me as her, her father, um, it's switching that off, putting that to one side, and celebrating properly this milestone uh, of our, our child, who uh, can now start to learn to drive, but unfortunately, her brother is still at the stage where he doesn't have his... He hasn't moved on from his learner licence where he needs to be accompanied to a probationary licence where he can, as frightening as it sounds, drive in a car by himself. That's, uh, yeah, daunting. But it's, yeah, it's, it's literally... We, uh, we realised the, the fact that our kids were 16 months apart that we would get to the point where um, our son, who was keen to learn how to drive, but not keen enough to get the hours that he needs under his belt done super quickly and super swiftly, we're stuck in a spot where we don't want to try and juggle two learner drivers at the same time because it's difficult enough with what we're dealing with with life in general with myself working full-time, my wife working part-time, um, doubling the number of part-time hours that she's now working. There's not a lot of time to just go out and drive. Uh, and when we do offer to go out and drive, uh, my wonderful son is saying that he wants a purpose. He wants a destination where we're aiming to go out and drive, a reason for him to drive us somewhere not and the reason can't just be so that we can get his hours up and the the biggest issue of all we've finally got the majority of his daytime hours done but we've got nighttime hours experience that he needs to get done as well that literally we're the type of people that just spend most of our time at night at home very rarely do we go out anywhere. We're very uh, homebodies. Um, love a home-cooked meal, whether it's myself that cooks it or normally uh, my wife. Um, she's a, a far better cook than I am. 
uh, and she has a larger range of, of recipes that she's confident in. Uh, but there are um, quite often times where I will take over the cooking once I've returned home from work or um, I will cook something like uh, the tropical chicken meal that my mum taught me how to make or uh, tuna morne, which is something that um, that I love to do that uh, has sort of evolved. I've learnt my, um, my cousin's version of tuna morne and I've sort of evolved it to my wife's liking and my family's liking or most of my family's liking. Not everybody likes tuna, but... Of the five of us in the family, four of us do. Uh, four of us especially love tuna morne. Um, and, um, yeah, we're, um, we're finding that the, the recipe, uh, since I've... So, 12... 12? No. Um, 20... 19? 20... 19 years marriage, 20 years marriage, that's right, 2023, 2003, yeah, 20 years marriage, 20 years marriage, um, things evolve, uh, and tuna morne, my tuna morne recipe is a, a prime example of that, and I guess in a roundabout way, that comes from the relationship and the wants and the needs of people in the relationship, um, and the, um, graciousness and the gratefulness and uh, and that sort of thing that comes from a hearty meal and a home-cooked meal and the simple joy that uh, that, that brings. But um, focusing back on to relationships and relationships from the point of view as a writer because that's really, uh, to be honest, I, I'm sure that uh, that you're not tuning in because you want to know what my life is like, uh, although I'm grateful if you do, but I'm sure uh, deep down somewhere you're either a writer or you uh, you know a writer and uh, you're hoping that I can help you as a writer or better understand a writer. Um, and so let's give it a crack. Uh, as a uh, a writer, support is important. Feedback is important, but support is more important. Your um, a lot of writing and being a writer is lonely. It's you sitting there, either scribbling down notes or um, focused on the screen typing out uh, some some people like typewriter but most of us are computer uh, laptop computer um, and it's solitude it's a, a lot of solo work uh, even if you're working with somebody on a story uh, or on a piece uh, a lot of what you're doing is uh, in your head and it's, I guess Calling it solo work, I, I only call it solo work because you're doing it by yourself, but more often than not, depending on how you write and what sort of a writer you are, um, there are thoughts and ideas and characters 
playing around in your head, in your mind. Uh, and so it's not entirely lonely, but it is solo in, uh, in that you're the one that is putting the information out from your mind uh, onto the page and getting that story written uh, and then of course you send it off and you uh, hopefully have uh, an editor um, hopefully you have like whether it's a, a friend or a, another writer or an actual professional editor uh, depends on how serious I suppose and uh, how financially financially able you are uh, to be able to afford that that kind of support uh, being able to pay for a professional editor um, I, uh, I'm lucky enough with a couple of books that I've now published through uh, MKID Press the um, the children's novel subsidiary of Dark Myth Publishing uh, and of course Dark Myth Publishing I believe um, my novella that's coming out in a couple of weeks time uh, will be published under the banner of uh, of Dark Myth um, Publishing the uh, the Jay Mon company uh one of one of the uh, the subsidiaries of uh, of that, um, and I'm lucky enough that through the publishing process, the the fact that um, Jayzo Mon as a company is an indie publisher, um, they uh, very small team. Um, the uh, the whole process, though, as a um, as a publisher, not uh, not self publishing, um, and not uh, vanity publishing. They're definitely not a vanity publisher. So going through that process, uh, the front and back cover, the layout, the editing process, um, that that all happens with between the author and the the team and uh, I've felt with this company all the way through uh, I have been well supported well engaged well involved um, and the relationship that I've got with uh, with the two people that I've been dealing with um, has sort of developed since 2019 uh, and it's sort of developed over over time uh, being a regular submitter to uh, the World of Myth magazine and then ta- ha- jumping at the opportunity to um, to do the this podcast uh, the World of Myth Bits which I, uh, I enjoy immensely um, and I hope that you as listeners are enjoying it too that um, the the number of podcasts that I've been doing from uh, from those very early stages uh, taking over from Jenna um, and uh, who in turn uh, I think took over from Steph I think Steph you were the original podcaster I believe for um, the 
World of Myth bits, and of course now doing Looper's bits and um, a few other podcasts for uh, for uh, Mon uh, as a company, where we're all trying to uh, to support and do our thing and do our bit, uh, and that helps to create relationships. I've seen um, a number of other writers that uh, that do submit to uh, the World of Myth magazine, uh, also appearing in other independent publisher magazines or or on sites or uh, or that sort of thing, and um, they're regularly getting book books published through um, through those other sites as well. And so they've done a wonderful job in, in establishing relationships there through those uh, those companies and through regular submissions and uh, and demonstrating a, a great writing style um, and the type of stories that uh, that do interest other publishers and other uh, other editors. And so, um, yes, it's. Uh, the relationships that we can create um, over time through uh, through our writing style, but also through social engagement as well. Uh, I mean, chatting to people, emailing people, um, that sort of thing. But also the social media platforms such as uh, such as Instagram, Facebook. Um, there's I know um, TikTok. TikTok's not one that I've sort of got onto. Um, there's a, a new one from um, that's supposed to be taking over from uh, from Twitter uh, by um, Zuckerberg. The yeah, there's there's lots and lots of ways that we can engage with publishers and also engage with potential readers and engage with other writers, and I think that's important and that's something that I'm learning over time. And I'm hoping that I'm getting better at as I go, as I, I write more and as I publish more, um, I'm hoping that I'm finding ways to create more relationships and creating more connections uh, because with connections come opportunities, the opportunities to sell, um, but also opportunities to write more and write different stories and poetry and um and other such things uh i have actually um wandered into the wonderful world of uh of writing media releases now the this was something that i used to do in the past with my work in um in the library before i became team leader that i uh, that i am now and um uh, I was finding in the past, I uh, oh, and sorry, as team leader, there was there was a period where there was an interest in what the library was doing and getting the library, uh, different library events, um, different library trends, the um, the new uh, equipment, the new technology that we were bringing into the library to uh, to benefit community. Uh, to benefit the um, the staff, to uh, to look for lean thinking um, 
opportunities to to make tasks easier or uh, or quicker or more efficient the that was the sort of stuff that I was asked to um to talk about on local radio or to uh, to sort of do a uh, a media release announcement for uh, for our local paper and so um I uh, I've now been asked we've been given the opportunity uh because a fellow library in uh, in Victor Harbour is uh, submitting articles to another local paper uh, and all of the local papers are, are now being published in the one location and so what's working well and what's uh, creating interest within community for one paper the um, the publisher uh, the chief editor uh, are sort of thinking let's try that with all of our papers and uh, and see if it works just as well with um, with those papers as uh, also so um, yeah hope hopefully this is something that uh, that will be a uh, a regular thing and uh, it's a, a great opportunity for uh, for me to try and get the library itself in the um the front of mind of community so um i've i've done my first draft that's uh that's due uh early next month early in august uh going to uh hopefully making it to the paper without too many changes um by uh, by mid august and uh yeah with any luck we'll sort of drum up a bit more business and a few more people through the doors and uh yeah hopefully um we'll have uh a couple more um bodies on on seats for our different events that we put on um very excited to to have uh brand new a brand new author coming to our library uh and also um that's uh i've got a uh, a wonderful event with a young crime writer that's uh that's coming up and also um reaching out and um reconnecting uh recreating relationships with publishers uh i know um the wonderful australian author judy nunn was supposed to come to the murray bridge library in 2018 but due to, I think it was 2018, 2019, I can't remember, but due to um, border closure restrictions, um, the proposal was to do a digital event, and while digital events work very well at some libraries, uh, and some communities jump on board the opportunity to actually meet through cyberspace, uh, a very famous author um, unfortunately for us we uh, we definitely do not have that engagement with I've discovered that our main age group demographic really spans from 40 through to 85 90 it's like it's ridiculous the like we've got uh, five five and a half thousand registered members of the library service and uh and we we literally have 200 odd that are 40 to 44 
um, and 300 odd that are 60 to 65 and um, 250 maybe that are between 75 and 80 the like they're all sort of the um, there's no like set we've got a thousand registered members of the five thousand five and a half thousand that are teen or um under five or um that sort of thing yeah so it's yeah it it proves as a community as a library example we certainly are here for everyone and we have members that do come from the whole range of uh of age groups across our community uh not to mention of course the people that travel from uh, smaller townships that are nearby that come in to use our library because our library is a larger uh more extensive more eclectic collection than uh, than what they have in their home community so we um we have a whole range of uh, different people and different age groups that we need to establish relationships with uh, and we're still getting people from the community wandering in and going I didn't know you were here as well even though we're part of uh, one of the main or the main shopping complex in the township uh, because we're below the township of uh, below the township because we're below the um, the marketplace the mall in the car park area is where you directly access us or from the street from outside of the um the mall you can directly access the library because we're not in the face of shoppers that are going past where we're finding that people still don't realize they they probably know there is a library somewhere in the community but they don't realize exactly where and we've literally gone from a location where we were on the very top story of a three-story building which was a housing trust um, different government um, support agencies I suppose that if you didn't know there's no there was no signage saying that there was a library so if you if you didn't know you wouldn't come up to us and you wouldn't you wouldn't actually visit and now we um, about 12 or so years ago we've been in a location where we thought we would have higher foot traffic uh, and we've found that the um, the foot traffic has gradually declined over a period of the 12 years 13 years that we've been in the location where we are and yeah it still it frustrates me a little bit to still discover that people don't know uh, a, they probably didn't know that there was a library, but B, don't know where we are. And uh, it's the amazing advocates that we've got in community that already use the library that are spreading the word for us, which is amazing, uh, and encouraging more people to come through to, uh, to increase our foot traffic, to, uh, to borrow more items, but then we're also finding that um, thanks to, uh, to COVID still floating around uh, and the fear of that and the, the potential to still catch that and to, for that to knock you out for a few days or a week or, um, 
or that that sort of thing that that fear is still keeping some people away uh and some people are turning to our um, our digital resources as well, our ebooks, our audiobooks, um, our magazines. Uh, also have the uh, newspapers available through a state library submission uh, subscription, rather than through our own membership. Um, but yeah, there is a, a great range of items and activities that um, that the library has for community to uh, we make it available for communities to uh, to access um and it's good to know that uh that we're still important to many many members of our community uh even though you think maybe there's or maybe 30,000 total residents in uh, in our in the heart of our community and then in our uh, like our satellite townships for what, 25, 30, for about one, one-fifth, one-sixth of that to be utilising the service that we provide, maybe that's not enough. Maybe we, we need more, we need to promote more, we need to, uh, to find a way to bring more people in. Uh, it's establishing the relationships again with community, um, finding a way to tell people where we are, to finding a way to tell people that we are free. Um, South Australian libraries are free for people to use. Uh, I'm not sure about the rest of the world. Um, what sort of services are, are available in, uh, in other parts of the world and, and how they are costed and how they are paid for. Um, we're lucky enough that we have uh, state government support and then also uh, being part of a, uh, a local government or local council, we have support there too. So there's relationships again. The importance of relationships to acquire funding in order to make service available for the community to access for free. So I guess the the point that I'm trying to make with this episode is you can write an amazing story, um, but without strong relationships within um, the the publishing community, I suppose, without finding a way to get your your story or what it is that you're writing and wanting to share out there um, it's going to sort of sit on your computer it's going to sort of sit in a desk drawer or in a box high up on a shelf Uh, and now 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 for me for writers I I think the um, I can honestly tell you I missed the initial boat I'm discovering that there are publishing companies, these amazing Australian-based publishing companies also, um, but all over the world, there are incredible digital-based or online publishing companies that were probably even since 2012, 2015, I don't know. The, 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 I've, I know there have been a few years where I was wandering around in the dark and had no idea 
and sort of stumbled across opportunities uh, as I was ready, as I had stories, as I had um, creations and as, as I had incentive to actually produce more, write more. Uh, and I think as I had time or made more time to actually turn something that was a hobby into more than a hobby. So yeah, it's I I I kind of feel like I've missed years and years of potentially. I I could be further along, and that's something that I regret. Of establishing relationships, publishing more, um, getting my name out there, um, and it's the weirdest thing, actually writing something and putting it out there, and then not knowing. Because it's a global audience now. So you're, it's really only every now and again you sort of get a, a bit of a glimpse, a bit of an insight. Oh, your, your story that you shared on such and such a site, um, these are the countries, the hotspots where it's been read the most. And of all the writers and all the pieces that, uh, that have been submitted for this month or this edition, you're in the top 10 of the readership. You don't know exactly how many readers that means. Um, and also you don't know, like with something like The World of Myth, it's uh, amazing. I don't know how it's going to work now with the e-magazine style. Um, but when it was the website, you had the opportunity to give a star rating, to leave comments for the um, the writers and that sort of thing. And that was a great way to... Um, to discover how much engagement you've sort of got or how much engagement certain pieces and certain writers are, are getting. But uh, it also didn't tell you um, the number of readers that jumped on that had a bit of a look um, and that didn't stop to leave a message or didn't stop to, um, to give a star rating or, um, or that sort of thing. So there's, yeah, there's, we're still very much in the dark uh, about how much engagement is occurring. Uh, and the, again, the, like, the events that libraries put on uh, is a great opportunity for readers and writers to get together uh, and to sort of share that relationship uh, and complete that loop. It's, yeah, it's it's something we're thinking about. So uh, hopefully uh, a few of the, the personal things that I'm dealing with at the moment, um, I will have the opportunity to uh, to fix broken relationships and hopefully uh, my daughter is strong enough uh, and is smart enough uh, to, uh, to reach out for um, further possibilities of creating new relationships uh, and new friendships. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully school A will be the, um, the A grade school that we're, uh, we're hoping it will be for our daughter, for her education, for her social um, 
connections, the, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully things will all work out and hopefully then I can sort of get back to focusing on, uh, my writing, my, uh, my publishing, uh, my family relationships, my friendship relationships, uh, and, um, everything in between. Uh, oh, and my workplace relationships on a more professional level, more so than trying to to mend bridges and re reestablish trust. Uh, more just working on the day to day, being able to manage. Managing people is hard. Managing people is yeah. They. I don't think I'm the best person at managing people, uh, I've, and to be honest, I'm probably not even the best person for uh, for managing myself. But that's a whole other thing and a whole other topic. And uh, before we uh, we crack open uh, another rabbit hole um, and stumble our way down that, I think I might sign off for now. So uh, yes, I'll say sayonara. Head to MythMart.com, go check out Steph's new book, buy it if you can, uh, and enjoy it, because Steph's a brilliant writer, uh, and she's great at establishing relationships, and she uh, and I will hopefully, down the track, be able to chat a bit more about, especially about the social media type stuff that she's doing. So um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Looking forward to uh, to that catch up, and ciao for now. Sayonara. This is Tim signing off. <laughs>